Hello, everybody. You know what time it is. It's Psyche Experience Time! I love our new song. It is, it is solid. It is good. Uh, we have a great show for you today. Um, I'm here, as always, with Lisa. How you feeling? I'm feeling peachy. <laughs> Sticking with peachy. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit more of like a peachy earlier, but now I'm kind of like a peachy. Okay. You know? Yeah. Can you, uh, can you tell us why? Like. Oh, sure. And I'm sure uh, you guys listening are going to find this very funny. Um, we've tried to record this episode, I think, three or four times now. Mm-hmm. And either fireworks have been going off. We assume for the Eagles win, or uh, my phone went off and I didn't f- silence it. So here's for lucky trial number four and or five. <laughs> <laughs> so peachy. And uh, another question that oh, no. um, <laughs> you may have guessed what is coming. For our new listeners who this is the first episode that they're listening to, what can they expect in general? What are we about? Oh, yeah. Um, I think... We're about, you know, happiness. <laughs> that's that's it. That's all we all we talk about. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like you and me together. Oh, that's oh, yeah, that is happiness bad. and peace, yeah. But, um, yeah. But what about this psyche experience? <laughs> what what is this podcast uh, in general uh, about? And we're about a lot of things, a lot of tangents, but if you had yeah. to sum it up, like what is this podcast uh, all about and how is it different? I think you don't agree with me when I say this, but I think it's just about, like, health in general. Talking about, like, mental health, physical health, and how everything kind of interlocks and interacts and is really all part of one big circle. So, I guess psychology as a whole, too. I think that was a really good explanation. I would completely agree with that. Uh, You're, like, circle of life. Really, I feel like that should be playing in the background right now. Yeah. It's the circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think you explained that really well, and uh, we're not afraid to go on tangents. Um, okay, so in general, how are, how are you feeling? So we are, uh, this month, we started working out. We're doing three, uh, three days a week of uh, mm-hmm. working out, mainly cardio. How are you feeling with that? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm feeling about that. That's true. Yep. Those are words. Uh, well, I mean, this morning we had to work out because it's Sunday and we didn't get three days in. Today was our third day of working out. And Dan practically had to drag me out of bed. I was so reluctant to work out. I just really didn't want to. I wanted to lay in bed because mm-hmm. I had a, a pretty intense dream and uh, I had a, a bit of an existential... <laughs> existential <laughs> yeah i practiced that word so many times too uh crisis so it was uh it was hard getting out of bed but i guess overall good uh, okay. my grandma said i toned up a lot right. uh, we don't have any metrics on that we're waiting till the end of the month to weigh in but yeah i guess good i guess overall yeah. good how about you dan i feel like good um i'm excited to see uh for our last episode of this month mm-hmm. we will find out what two months of no added sugar does as well as an additional month 
of working out mainly cardio this isn't like lifting really yeah. uh three days uh out of the week yeah um, i'm excited to see we also kind of did a physical fitness test and see how mm-hmm. much that's changed for us um so all of that and more coming um in the next uh next couple of podcasts yeah but getting back to this podcast mm-hmm. specifically uh, I'm excited for this. We got a couple pages of notes. We we did our homework on this. Yeah. Lisa, what are we talking about today when it comes to, uh, you know, the psyche experience? Honestly, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics. <gasps> um, and not even in a perverted way. I just love talking about sex and Uh-oh. sexual health All and right. how it's so important in your life. This is this is terrific. Mm-hmm. And for uh, some of the listeners who may not be having sex or not be, you know, active at this time, um, it's still, I think, very important to mm-hmm. uh, kind of pay attention and see how you fit in, where you might like want to change or improve. A lot of it comes with confidence. I love talking mm-hmm. about confidence and maybe kind of getting into kind of your relationship with sex and why you may be kind of afraid or hesitant to engage in that whether that's with your significant other or you're single and you want to try to get that going a little bit more or maybe uh, you're in a relationship and it's just not happening right now so many scenarios out there i think this uh conversation is for absolutely everyone yeah and uh with that i think we should just start like with a hard-hitting statistical fact you know like big big numbers is this a fun fact Uh, i don't think this is a fun fact but Uh, i think it might even be like a uh dare i say it maybe a sad fact oh Um, a not so fun fact yeah sad fact yeah so um (laughs) that was our sad fact sound effect i hope you guys like that um But here's a sad fact. So obesity and inactivity have led to an increased number of individuals with sexual dysfunction. And then they list that it's 43% of women and 31% of men that are either obese and inactive that Mm -hmm. have sexual dysfunction. So that's a huge number of people. That's significant. Yeah, that's a lot of people out there. And so when it comes to these statistics, I always think like, do they catch themselves in a bad relationship Mm -hmm. and because of stress and work and busy, then they get out of shape. And then with that becomes a lack of confidence and they don't feel sexy and they're not having sex. Or is it the other way around where they're, you know, their diet is poor and they're gaining weight. And then from dysfunction or ED that they're having less sex becoming because of that. Um, what's your take on, on that? Kind of like what came first, like the chicken or the egg? Yeah, kind of like what came first here or is it uh, hand in hand? I think it depends on the person. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think you can really say for who, what came first. And I actually, the statistics didn't go through to say what's what, like who is overweight first or whatever it is. Okay. Um, but it did go on to say that 32% of women have hypo-sexual desi- uh, desire disorder. Okay, hypo being lower, very, not hyper, which is high. Gotcha. So I'm really seeing this as like 
Very low or none at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, give give us that percentage again, please. Thirty-two percent. Thirty-two percent. That's that's a that's lot. A that's lot. significant. Um, so much to digest here, and if we can spend a minute, um, I always think of like, does it have to do with confidence, mm-hmm. um, stress, the current relationship status, everything, sure, everything, all and of that. Again, uh, if you really want to dive into what Psyche Experience is about, I think yeah. it's about making these connections, health, um, working out, stress, how it's all connected. That's kind of my takeaway and maybe one of my goals here. Yeah. And I, I want to kind of follow up. This information that we just told you is from a .gov website and uh, the researcher is Leah Giannine. If I pronounce that correctly, so this is like in a a legit okay. website, legit research study that was done. I think they used like 113 participants to okay. determine this. So not a huge sample size for all of you uh, researchers out there, but it's still something worth talking about and digesting. Yeah. Um, so that's what I found interesting here. But it kind of linked sexual behavior and experience. Um, to, to being predicted by body fat percentage. So basically higher body fat percentage equaled either a lower uh, sexual experience or mm-hmm. just a, a lower sexual behavior in general. This is so interesting mm-hmm. to me that you can, pro- just like just by BMI, so if you boil yep. it down to like a sheet of paper of BMI, you could predict what exactly, how, how much sex they're having or sexual satisfaction, like mm-hmm. they're... Like the, their happiness with their sex life? Yeah, all of that. Their libido. Okay. Um, and these are general trends. So just because your BMI is high does not mean that you yep. will have a lower libido. Um, but generally, people have higher BMI, have lower libidos, lower interest in sex. They have less of a good time during, during sex. During that sex, okay. Yeah, okay. less of a good sexual experience. Is this for males and females? Yep. for both. Well... Mm-hmm. Okay, I know that, you know, I want to use those terms loosely. Um, yeah, that's general. for everybody. Okay. For everybody. Everybody okay. under the moon, under okay. the clouds. Um, it did trend a little bit differently for um, biologically males and biological women because mm-hmm. that's what they focused on the study. They didn't um, talk about heterosexuality or okay. anything like gotcha. that. Or not heterosexuality. What am I trying to say? But, like same-sex couples or... Um, yeah. Okay. Like a so. homosexuality or... Okay. Um, hetero would be the heterosexual hetero couples. like you and me, female, male. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying it did not go into like homosexuality uh, okay. or um, any LGBTQ, any of that. Right, it just yeah. stuck to like the generic um, biologically okay. male-female yeah. heterosexual. Just a quick note. I would love to do a whole podcast on LGBTQ um you know maybe needs or how they're not represented like we could probably do multiple um episodes on that but for this episode specifically we kind of focused on general facts when it comes to physical health and the relationship with um sex and sex satisfaction also just another note on that we really try to keep our facts and research like not just like oh some random page on google yeah. said this we really try to back that up with legit stuff and i know at the end of the day people can really criticize this and please do please yeah. leave us a note or email send us an email uh if you're <laughs> like hey this is crap 
yeah, let us know. We want to admit when we're wrong, and we want to look into that too. So yeah. uh, please reach out to us. And we usually use this research as just a basis for conversation. And yeah. like I mentioned, this research had a small sample size, so it could just be like a one-off scenario. This is what they found, um, being as I read a lot of research in my time. Mm-hmm. But it is a great conversation point, and just yes. to get people talking. So just the fact that if you have a higher BMI, so for instance, I'm one of those people. I had a higher BMI, close to 30 actually, before we started this diet. I was predisposed to these issues, and I actually would argue that I had some of these issues like just a general disinterest Mm -hmm. and um like sex and being intimate it just wasn't on the top of my radar and a lot of it for me and i know the research Mm -hmm. actually talked about this as well stemmed from self-esteem and how comfortable i was in my own skin and not being comfortable in your own skin not being confident translates into what you might be doing with your partner a hundred percent yeah that's huge so it's not just like a physical like or physiological, I just don't have the drive right now or the energy. Energy yeah. comes from like the working out, but just the confidence like, oh, I'm I'm ugly right now. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I use that air quotes. I wish you guys can't see that. Yeah. But like just not having the confidence to kind of like initiate sex or kind of get that started. Or, or even kind of... be in the middle of it. What do you mean by that? Like when you're in the middle of doing it or they're trying to like take off your oh, shirt like or during. something okay, yeah, yeah yeah okay there's also like confidence yeah. issues that can arise there just like oh i understand like mm-hmm. right as it's kind of being initiated or like the, that yeah. kind of felt like oh i just want to get this over with which is, is really sad and yeah you know it, it should be enjoyable um, <laughs> it should be i, yeah. I hope so yeah. one question i have that i hope i'm not jumping ahead here and please let me know if i am yeah why why is a healthy sex life a good thing why is it worth it because there might be some people who like hey i'm happy being single that's not really a part of my life yeah what are the benefits of kind of um being active sexually and also having a healthy happy sex life i think well i don't think being single prevents you from having a happy sex life sure um and I don't think that being in a relationship means that you do have a sexy, yeah. uh, sexy, <laughs> yeah. healthy sex life is what I meant to say. Um, I'm actually going to throw this question back to you because <gasps> I feel like you're going to have a lot more insights okay. on this. Gotcha. So if I had to kind of speculate here when it comes to having, you know, if you are single, like mm-hmm. I... I don't think we're pushing like, hey, go out there and sleep with as many people as possible. (laughs) That's not what it's about. It's more so if you are eating a healthy diet and you're physically active, that confidence that you have, not to mention like you're physically going to look better, that's going to affect every aspect of your life. And for this one specifically, we're just talking about your sex life. So if you choose to have it, uh, the research is saying, and Lisa, that's, that's, Back me up here. The research saying it it will be better, and there are positive um, effects with sex. I was doing some research on this as well. Mm-hmm. It came down to it'll even give you better uh, better skin uh, with uh, the yes. blood flow. Think of like if you're working out, you know, you're gonna get kind of red. Same with like sexual intercourse, you're gonna get flush and red, and that extra oxygen with blood flow will actually help your uh, skin. Yeah, and it uh, also reduces hormone levels, which helps your skin as well. Yeah, during, that's true. I think it was during, mm-hmm. and that will 
kind of help and i think also reduce acne uh i don't have this specific wait study i do though this up. oh Uh-oh. yeah i'm what? gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it is that okay do it fun fact okay so <laughs> um, the fun fact is that sex can prevent menstrual acne flare-ups through the energy that you use d- yeah. during sex isn't yeah. that cool that is that is pretty cool that <laughs> i i really like that one uh i like there's so many benefits to communication about this too this is uh one that we've talked about before uh, this is another topic that can be a whole podcast <laughs> yeah. episode is communication about mm-hmm. sex uh, we don't want it to be taboo anymore we kind of want to bring it out to the open a lot of people talk about this and this is their whole this is their whole podcast is just talking about yeah. bringing sex and the conversation about sex out in the open. It should be. If it's not comfortable or you're not happy with it, it definitely should be a conversation uh, that you should have with your significant other, your partner, or just with you know yeah. somebody that you would like to do that. <laughs> Honestly, anybody yeah. you plan to or are sexually active with, you should have that conversation. And it might be awkward. But I guarantee you it will make things so much better yeah. in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's down to like what you prefer, what do you think that they should change, mm-hmm. uh, and how to do it politely. You want to like compliment certain things, but ask them to do more of something or less of the other thing. Yeah. And then maybe compliment on the other side. I think that's a, a compliment sandwich. Uh, yeah, I actually yeah. use that in my professional life as ah. well. I don't just use it when talking to my partner. Okay, um, you use it in your professional life. So like, hey, yeah. you're... Uh, reports are not bad you're fired uh also your hair looks good exactly except i can't fire anyone (laughs) and i don't actually grade anyone's reports but that's exactly what i do (laughs) and i think we've actually used it with each other definitely i'm pretty sure it was kind of like along the lines of like hey like i really like this moment or like i really like when you i don't know hug me Mm -hmm. i would really love for this to happen more yeah um and, and maybe if please, we can do it like this. Yeah, please stop making the Tyrannosaurus Rex noises. Yes, please stop. Yeah, please stop that. <laughs> Everything else is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just like being able to communicate about sex and not thinking about it as a taboo or awkward conversation because it's something that you guys need to get on yeah. um, a one page get on one page with like get in the same book at least there you go yeah same book at least hopefully that book yeah. is in the same language and yeah. when it comes to like your diet and working out you can even think of like hey this is something that we're doing as a couple uh we mm-hmm. said it before we'll say it again like that is a great motivation and for somebody to hold you accountable for just getting outside yes um yeah. you know working out or eating healthy it, hopefully it starts with just you know laying off the cheap quick meals like mcdonald's or burger king and just go from there and that's exactly what me and lisa are doing here trying to do it and talk about it because we're doing it now we're actively doing this yeah yeah and it's always nice to read about something like we're actively doing geez english is hard today for me um but i actually wanted to read out um a fact i mean it's from health.com so i'm not sure how credible this is but um they noted that sex actually burns three to four calories a minute um and that's considering like a moderate intensity so that's equivalent to like walking or doubles tennis Uh um so depending on your vigor and the time the amount the length 
that you're having mm-hmm. sex, it could be a full workout. You could burn a legit amount of cal- a legitimate amount of calories. It could be, and I yeah. also hope that like, you know, I know this isn't on your script or anything, but definitely like have like long like foreplay or like definitely yeah. just like s- take time. It shouldn't be like, hey, let's get the job done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That should definitely be uh, a part of. I don't want to say routine because hopefully there's like it's mixed up in the routine yeah but definitely like foreplay is very important guys i don't know i don't want to generalize but i definitely want to reach <laughs> out to you this is important like take that time even if it's just like a back massage or you yeah. know um, that intimate moment that quote-unquote guys guys don't like doing that that's important hopefully yeah. that stig that stigma is dying off of like you know that's that's not for, you know, tough guys or whatever the case may be. Yeah. That's important. I think it's also important to note that foreplay uh-huh. isn't always like making out or groping or whatever like you might possibly think that it is, like in a cliche sense. It could also be watching a movie together and cuddling. It could mm-hmm. be making dinner and sitting down and having a conversation where you really listen to each other. Like foreplay can come in all shapes and sizes. Or working out, you know, yeah. come to full circle. I kind of like that idea. Full- actually, huh? I have uh, I didn't actually jot this down exactly, but working out, women are tend to, uh, how do they say it? After a workout, a woman is more likely to be turned on than a woman who has not worked out at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, so get your girlfriends to the gym. Who knows? Maybe. (laughs) Or I think that's the same for guys as well. If I remember reading right, it's the same for guys. If you really think about it, it it makes sense. It's about blood flow. Yeah. uh, For both men and women, our genitals aren't really that different you need blood flow you need to get those juices flowing (laughs) that sounds so gross (laughs) it it does but it's you know that's how it works (laughs) yeah and uh working out raises your testosterone depending on Mm -hmm. the vigor again if you're a pro athlete maybe not as um successful i think what the caveat is to that yeah and this is the research that i've done is if someone is like active like actively working out constantly doing two a days seven Mm -hmm. days a week and they don't have recovery time then they might Ah, actually be on the downward slope and have like very little libido because they're not recovering from it so just like everything that we talked about here on the psyche experience in moderation like you know you want to definitely make sure you're having a rest day or recovering if you are working out that much and there can be a negative effect if you were just going you know (laughs) that hard yeah and also working out relieves stress uh which Mm -hmm. can be an inhibitor for some people and be um what is it called a break is that how that book described it a break in their uh yeah so if you think of like um just a car i guess you got the accelerator and the brake Mm -hmm. an accelerator could be like working out kind of gets the blood flowing that could be foreplay that could lead into better like bedroom activity you know a break on this hand would be like stress like having too much stress from work or or, you're like not interested in sex or it prevents you from wanting to continue with Mm -hmm. sex yeah um definitely so working out uh to sum up relieve stress which can remove one of your breaks Mm -hmm. it raises your testosterone which is important it um gets your blood flowing 
in the long term, it makes you more fit generally, makes you feel better about yourself, it raises your confidence, it raises your endurance. Mm -hmm. Wait, didn't we read a statistic? I forgot the exact number um, that they had there, but it was about women, if they have a poor cardiovascular endurance that equally relates to our sexual experience. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I did, yeah you didn't mention that. You you read that. Yeah. Um, when it comes, let's bring it, make it like personal for a second. For yeah. you working out, um, do you feel like that is slowly chipping away at the stress? And do you feel like stress leads to, like less stress will lead to like a higher libido or just like just a better like... I don't know, drive for sex. You, you tell me, like, we just started working out, like, mm -hmm. the beginning of the month. Yeah. You know, we're also trying to eat more healthy. But, you know, sometimes our jobs are very stressful. You know, we're mm -hmm. also in the middle of a move, not to mention, like, the pandemic. Yeah, you know, yeah. so at times our life is, you know, pretty stressful. Are you starting to see, feel the stress relief from working out? Tell me what you're feeling. Yeah, definitely not. Um, and I don't think it has anything to do with working out. Um, and I, we and me and you have talked about this in uh, long like discussions, but I've just been very stressed out, especially in the past week or so. Um, literally everything that probably could have gone to the wind has gone to the wind. Um, starting with moving, which is stressful because we're moving literally next week. Um, I'm working extra hours at my job, which, you know, has its own stressors that come with that. And uh, recently a family member of mine was sick and um, in the hospital. So, you know, that all adds up. Um, mm -hmm. And you don't want it to, but sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, uh, like this is my limit. This is where I'm at. And I don't think any level of exercise would be able to bring me down from that or help me with the stress. But what about you? I feel like maybe for you it might have been a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, not, not to, like, oversimplify these things, but, like, mm -hmm. generally, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've always been pretty good with, like, stress and stress management. Yeah. Um, I remember I got this one story where I was at work, and the job that I was doing was pretty, it was pretty stressful. It was in the military, and um, my boss yelled at me for, like, not caring, and he's like, you don't care about this job at all sorry guys i'm fighting a moth in the studio um but yeah he yelled at me it's like hey you why don't you care about this job like you know you don't give a shit what's and he was like yelling at me i was like i don't know what you're talking about like yeah. I, I do care about this job it's it's fine he's and when we started the conversation it turned out like i wasn't stressed out and he mm -hmm. was like thrown off by that and he read that as you don't care it was almost like you have to be stressed out or you don't care, which yeah. I carried with me. I, I thanked him at the end of that. I was like, oh, I think I understand that. Like, yes, I do care. Yeah. But like, I, I at the end of the day, I'm not stressed out about things that aren't aren't in my control. So that's kind of my personality. So I think I have that mm -hmm. with me. But definitely, like working out and just doing it together. Yeah. That definitely, I feel like helps the stress, and I kind of want to sometimes like be a distraction like hey let's mm -hmm. go play tennis let's get outside even though it is hot yeah. you know i kind of really like that distraction and just break from the day-to-day -day. like okay now we have to start packing we have to get like insurance for the new apartment whatever the you know case may be um you know i definitely think it's 
for me personally, it's working out together. I don't know if it'd be yeah. the same effect if I was by myself. I uh, I would like to follow up, even though like for me, I don't know if it exactly helped with my stress. But I will say that it definitely has built our intimacy. Yeah. Um, okay. That's absolutely. That's a good yeah. point. Even today, yeah. we were kind of volleying the ball around a tennis and. We just kind of like, while we're volleying around, we're like, hey, like, how are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. tell me how you're feeling. Tell me how your stress levels are and just checking in with each other. So I think it's a chance to kind of break away, leave our phones at home and just really be with each other. And yeah. I think that's huge, even though for stress, not exactly, but intimacy, definitely. Yeah. And building a relationship and just getting that one on one time. quality time i believe is what they call it yeah no it it really was and i completely agree with you it was quality time that we had and we're getting out like we also have to walk like we'd walk to go play tennis but i was also thinking say if somebody is by themselves and they're like oh you know i'm I'm, i don't have that because i don't have a significant other or a partner like that Mm -hmm. this could also be a time for like meditation leave the phone or just listen to music this could be a time to kind of meditate and know that it's not all going to happen in one mm-hmm. day. It's going to take some time, but just kind of like focus kind of one day at a time and focus on what you're doing, whether it's running or lifting weights or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, there's so many benefits to that. No, there is. There definitely is. Um, I know that. And I mean, she'll probably get giddy, but my mentor uh, at work and she actually listens to the podcast. So hi um, shout out mentor yeah shout out mentor um we were talking and she was like yeah i love to do yoga and like meditate and she's like i sometimes i like i try my best to do meditating and like make time for it and i was like oh man you couldn't have said it better than that like sometimes you just forget or you don't have time or you don't want to make time and that's okay when you do and you have a moment to meditate and you can just take the moment to be on your own do it yeah. it doesn't have to be a big commitment it doesn't have to be a timed every single day at nine to like nine thirty. i'm gonna meditate even though that's probably good and probably best to get into a routine it's okay if you don't hey hey lisa yeah i think i might have a uh hot take is that okay ah um yes hot take. so i'm over here thinking about mm-hmm. uh the benefits of sex and I'm thinking about sex workers. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <all right. laughs> that was an interesting hot take, Dan. Um, tell me about your experience with my, them, I guess. Is that what you Not necessarily my experience with them, but my hot take is uh, sex work, should it be legal? Um, are you asking for my opinion or are you asking for like um, what other people might think? Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> I've actually, we read up on this a little bit, and I'm just fascinated with sex work and all calibers. Not because I personally want to do it, but I just think it's a fascinating trade and skill and um, job. And um, so, not to cut you off right there, but like from when I did like research, I looked, yeah. I was browsing on like, you know, all kinds of like forums and like here in America. I would say that we're, when it comes to like news and media, we're kind of divided by like the two political groups, like Republicans and Democrats. And when it comes to like the Republican side of thing, they would say like, oh, it's immoral. It should be mm-hmm. like illegal across the board. 
um, you know, and there was like it seemed generally from just the quick research I did, yeah. they want to say no, a hard no to it across the board. Yeah, and uh, it seems that way. Uh, you know, if I'm wrong, let me know, listeners. But that's that's what I got from my research. Yeah, and the flip side for Democrats then would be that we should make it legal. Is that what you're saying? Well, not necessarily. I mean, that's just kind of like the research I did. But I want to kind of step away from that. Okay. I think that's my my hot take here. I also want to step away from that. I want to focus on the health and well-being of sex workers, people who do that. Um, how we, can we make this a happier, safer world in general? And to be honest, Republicans and Democrats, I don't give a shit about like you guys right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right now we're focused on uh, this you know what it what has exist for years and probably as long as civilization has sure um, yeah let's just screw most of our listeners who are probably democrats and or republicans um <laughs> screw you guys for a little bit you guys will have your show <laughs> yeah let's it's just take not a right now here. you guys will have your show it's just not today yeah uh, but we'll, let's go we'll back, get to, back to you guys <laughs> all right so uh, um, sex workers we're talking about sex in general sure at the end of the day i want it to be safe um, I want that like violence and danger to them in general. I know you have like a hopefully I think you have a fact on that, like how dangerous that can be. Yeah, I have a pretty good fact on it. Um, but let's get back to your initial question. I think we should give out our opinions first. Um, do you think that sex work in all capacities should be legal? From the research that I did, absolutely yes. I think it should be legal. I think mm-hmm. it should bring it out. Of, of like you know the quote-unquote back alleys and like where shady shading shady dealings are mm-hmm. done just kind of like drug dealers and like kind of how marijuana back in the day was you know kind of illegal and there was so much like e- like e-regulation is that even a word deregulation? deregulation I don't know like if it's regulated I feel like they're they'll be safer and they'll have rights. I know that's going to take some time. Yeah. I know in general America is behind the times in this, mm-hmm. but I feel like if it's legal and then with time, that'll create a safer work environment for them as well as benefits. Yeah. Um, across the board, I think they should be able to. Excuse me. And this is both men and women, sex workers in yeah. general, should be able to do what they do safe. Yeah, I mean. I'm definitely on board with it being legal. If somebody wants to use their body to do that kind of work, I mean, go for it. I've definitely damaged my body at other jobs, and, you know, technically it's legal, you know. Lifting 40-pound boxes can't be good for my body, but I put my body through it to earn a paycheck. Why does it matter what they're doing with their body? Like, it doesn't affect you. Like, if that's what they want to do, leave them alone. Actually, that's a great point. Stay out of their business. That's not your your business. Like, if that's what they want to do... If it's not hurting anyone and if it's consenting, yeah. that's important. Consenting. As well as like they have say they're in a certain age to do so. Sure. And not to mention, I'm not a huge fan of people taking advantage of this. Um, like the quote unquote pimps or like providers. You know yeah. what I mean? I want them to have control. Um, unionized sex workers. That's yeah. interesting. That, that word just popped up in my head. But... I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, yeah. Right now. But you know let me I mean? let me hit you with some because there's going to be some listeners are going to be like, well, Lisa or Dan, you know, um, it does affect me because somehow I'm going to pay for this. 
right? Mm, okay. Taxpayer-wise, somehow I'm going to end up paying for this. Well, um, I'm glad you brought that up, listener, that <laughs> I just made up. Um, you're already paying for it. So let me hit you ah, with some statistics. This is kind of cool. How are we paying for sex workers? So I just want to first state that in the United States, none of the states actually legalize prostitution specifically. I'm not talking about, like, pornography or anything like that, except for Nevada. And in Nevada, it's only available in brothels in certain parts of the state. So it's not across the whole state. Okay. So keep that in mind. Prostitution is one of the most dangerous jobs in the United States. And they have about 204 out of 100,000 prostitutes die per year now let's compare that to an alaskan fisherman which is a pretty dangerous job Uh um the alaskan fishermen they generally die 129 die per 100,000 per year so being in prostitution you die almost have a twice the chance to die from your job or get killed or you know somehow end up yeah so it's a dangerous job (laughs) where else are you going to hear a comparison between Alaskan crab fishermen and sex workers. Oh, right it's just, here. It's just fishermen. They didn't specify Alaskan oh, crab okay. fishermen. Okay, sorry. It's... Just fishermen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, where else would you hear this comparison? Okay, so now you know prostitution, dangerous. Yeah. I'm very likely to get murdered if I'm a, a prostitute. Okay. I don't want to say very likely, but it's it's more high. Likely it's dangerous. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Than other yeah. other dangerous jobs like an Alaskan fisherman. Yeah. Um, now, on average, if you're a prostitute, um, you are likely to get physically attacked, not lethally, at least once every month. Once a month. That's un that's unacceptable. Um uh, And you know why? Why is that? Because I think you'll find this interesting. One reason that that is the case is because it is illegal to be a prostitute and they have nowhere to go. There's no one to protect That's them. True. If someone hits them, they just have to be like, all right, well, who am I going to tell? Yeah. Think think about that. Like, if it's illegal, like, oh, I can't, you know, call the police because yeah. this guy or this girl just beat the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, that's sad. And to me, I, I read something like that. I see something like that. It's like, I want them to be comfortable. I want to help mm-hmm. erode the stigma behind yeah. sex work. I want them to be able to call the police. So uh, creeps and horrible people out there who do harm to sex workers, um, they don't have a place to hide anymore. Because I feel like they know that. They know like, oh, it's illegal and you call the police like you're gonna get punished for that yeah and also like people who where it is illegal resort to sex work it's out of desperation like you Mm got to think about that if they they know that if you've been doing it for a couple months they know it's dangerous but they do it out of desperation but if it becomes legal they now have legal protections they now have the ability to call the police um the health care uh, that that to me i want that mm-hmm. and when it comes to like oh taxpayers want to pay for this yeah yep. like that's i would vote for oh wait that. no i didn't finish telling you about the oh, taxpayer okay. part right, yeah no, no those yeah. are just facts to kind of like start off this conversation um i do like i mentioned mm-hmm. i 
am so curious about sex work and I actually watch a bunch of videos on Facebook huh. or like on YouTube or wherever they come up of um, interviews with um, people who are prostitutes, who are escorts, who do um, like an OnlyFans style mm-hmm. where it's kind of like uh, catered to your whoever's um, requesting it and stuff okay. like that. Um, and some of them do say that it's kind of like I didn't have any other avenue. This is the only way I was going to make money. Some people genuinely like the work. So yeah. it's it's like a whole walk of life. It's very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is too. I wanted to follow up all of these statistics that I read off is from hg.org. Okay. If you guys want to follow up, read the article or anything like yeah. that and read them for yourself. But here's the part where you taxpayers might be interested. So now you know. Prostitution, very dangerous work, right? And it's illegal. So... Every year, 70 to 80,000 people get arrested from prostitution. 70% being uh, female prostitutes or madams, Mm -hmm. um, 20% being male prostitutes or pimps, and then 10% being johns. And johns just means the person who's purchasing, the person who's paying Mm -hmm. for the service. And that costs about... $200 $200 million a year out of the taxpayer's money. So the, so what, that's, holy hell. So mm-hmm. that $200 million yep. a year, Uh huh. and this is all of America, uh-huh. is that yes. goes to like the enforcement of this, like police, um, police stings. Do you know where this money is going to? Just like the, how much money it costs for the police to spend time on this? And I'm pretty sure if they get arrested and fully, like, get in prison, that as well. Because that costs uh, the yeah, taxpayers co- as well. Yeah. But so I also... like, house and, you know, feed and go through the whole processing thing, I'd imagine. Yeah. But I also wanted to follow up. So this, this statistic means that there is a necessity of nine prostitutes or pimps per each customer. Say that again? So for one, John, for one co- customer... One, yeah. About nine prostitutes or pimps will go to jail or get arrested oh wow so yeah it's leans towards the punishment side is mm-hmm. towards the provider yep not very much towards the customer purchaser yep wow that's Isn't interesting that i didn't know that yeah that is that's pretty crazy to me so that's like obviously the police are biased and very skewed we don't obviously so it seems <laughs> like they're very harsh on the sex workers and um just seems like not so much on the uh provider or not the on the purchaser yeah i guess we'll call it this didn't go into like what kind of sentences they get what kind of fines or anything like that but it just read out the statistic of the ratio of people that are getting in trouble for this and predominantly it's the provider of the service not the people who are purchasing which is wild to me. Yeah, that is wild. That's super interesting. Um, one, thank you for not sharing that before. I'm glad you yeah. just shared that now. Um, because that reaction of $200 million. $200 million. That's... A year. So, all right. So, when we go back to the question, is it worth it? Yes. I, I want it, like, if it was legal... Yeah. That would really change things up. It would bring mm-hmm. it out into, hopefully, the idea would bring it out to the open. I try to think of it as, like, think of 
marijuana dispensaries. Okay. Oh, I like to think about it in a, an alcohol. Okay. Like, and prohibition. Oh, okay. That's that's a like good example too. I feel like everyone can relate to that. Yeah, that's another one. Um, yeah. Alcohol prohibition, how now it's like regulated. There's alcohol control mm-hmm. boards and license and taxes on that. Yeah. Um, if there is a um, place like a bar in your town that doesn't have proper alcohol licensing, they can be shut down yeah. um, by these certain, uh, I forget what they're called. License yeah. boards or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, they can, you know, and this is like very carefully regulated. Mm-hmm. Now think about that when it comes to prostitution. Um, if someone's getting hurt or harassed or someone's trying to take control over that, there's the same, like, why not? Why not the same thing? And this is something that if it did cost money, one, I think it would be under that amount that we're already paying for arresting the providers, you know, the the sex workers, right? Mm -hmm. I would be okay with spending, like, having taxes for them to live like a happy safe life yeah doing something that they're interested in or having the opportunity to move out of that if that's what they want exactly and that's something that i i was kind of segue going to do a segue into is if they wanted to get out of that life yeah you know what i mean it's not like they absolutely have to do it out of you know dire need it's just completely consenting that they want to do it yeah you know just like any other job I feel like there's not going to be a lot of people who agree with that, though. Really? I feel like... Or is... what? Do you, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I think that my, like, life view is very much, like, if it doesn't hurt me or anybody else, like, do what you want. Yeah, And, like, same. I don't see how this can hurt people more than keeping it illegal, you know? Like, yeah. I, like if you add regulation, if you add laws, if you add protections, it's only going to help these people who are doing this work. Yeah. And then maybe they can gain autonomy from, uh, like, whoever's in charge of them, whoever's, like, profiting yeah. off of their work. And they can start to saying, like, yes, I want you as a client. No, I'm not interested in you as a client and having autonomy on who they're working with. Yeah, that's Like, huge. that's yeah. huge. But yeah. I actually, this is interesting that you brought that up. What, does it make sense? Um, is it right to make it illegal? Maybe some people are make it legal. Maybe some people won't agree with that. Well, let's take Sweden, the country, as an example. Mm-hmm. So they didn't make prostitution legal. They did something different. And this was really interesting for me to read about. So basically Sweden made it illegal for Johns or for like the customers or sex traffickers to pay for the sex or sex acts from the Mm -hmm. prostitutes. Okay. So basically they were targeting customers and like pimps or whoever is in charge of the prostitutes. All right. So that way they basically wanted to punish the sex predators and not the people who are potentially the victims. All right. Um, Or not the woman in the article, I think it said specifically, but okay. males can also be in that same predicament sure, sure. or anybody else who falls under the LGBTQ umbrella mm-hmm. as well. But um, so what that happened is when they were targeting Johns and um, the head honchos, whatever they're called, pimps, is mm-hmm. that the general term for it? I think so. Um, so when they did that, street prostitution reduced by two thirds. So that's about 66.66%. percent Mm-hmm. That's a that's an unfathomable yeah. amount that it dropped by by just yeah. targeting the customers instead of the prostitutes. Gotcha. So they would was it decriminalized for the prostitutes or was it more so like just their sole focus was the purchaser of the of those services? 
from what I understood, they delegalized it. De- they made it legal for prostitutes. Okay. They just made it illegal for oh, the customers a- to buy it. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. that way they couldn't punish the prostitutes okay, or the people gotcha. who are selling the sex. Okay, gotcha. Um, and that kind of goes in with a theory because I was reading how some people will rationalize not wanting to make sex work and specifically prostitution legal because they think that the prostitutes are victims and are being forced oh, into it. Oh, that's clever. So okay. Sweden took that that's, same mentality. And was like, like, all right, well, all right. this is what we're going to do now. Yeah, that's... I'm, yeah. All right, so that just clicked for me. That's yeah. really interesting. It's like, okay, if this is really what's going on here, yep. we're going to target... The people, people who are okay. making them yeah. the victims, more or less. So, yeah. um, so street prostitution reduced by two thirds. Number of Johns, so a number of cu- customers went down by eighty percent. Wow, eighty yeah. percent. That's mind blowing. Like, pff, yeah. that's so many people. Like, that's wow. Yeah. And here's a cool thing that I think Americans should really be worried about. Their um, trafficking went down to 200 to 400 girls or women per year. Mm-hmm. And to compare that to Finland, which is pretty close by to Sweden, mm-hmm. Finland still has 15 to 17,000 girls or women trafficked per year. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's... A huge star comparison and this is after they changed the laws okay like there are so many changes and so many positive things that came out just by targeting the people who are buying these products yeah. or services instead of the people providing and i'm not saying this is what america should do and not at all i'm just saying that this is an example of how or how a country decided to tackle yeah. this and for me like i, I can't help but thinking of like the mentality that we seem to have in mm-hmm. this country for sex workers and the stigma. I think things like, oh, what's that website that came Only out? OnlyFans. Like OnlyFans and that being kind of in the public now and how much attention that's getting. Yeah. I hope that stigma is starting to erode behind people who do sex work and if it's quote unquote valid work or not. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as you are. Like, mind your business. This is their work yeah um you know i don't think like oh they do this but they're not like a policeman or a firefighter or a military you know member and like oh that's their job is nothing yeah i i don't prescribe to that notion that their job is somehow lesser you I mean, know they're it's what they want to do they're they're consenting in in my mind though that i would love to see that you know done safely like yeah. safely and if they have a choice they choose to do that mm-hmm. sure you know what i mean um and if the people want to purchase that um i agree kind of with the idea of like they should be targeted targeted if it is illegal um yeah the purchaser the, the one who's yeah, asking for the product the i don't one know who's um, creating yeah. the demand you yeah. know but actually i wanted to talk about this as well i know we're kind of um having a long podcast this time around but i really wanted to talk about the legalities because people are going to be listening to this and they're going to be like whoa 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 lisa and dan some sex work is legal like we watch porn there's only fans as you mentioned there's Mm -hmm. different alternatives or strip clubs those are legal so why like where's the line drawn seems kind of fuzzy 
doesn't it? It is fuzzy. It, and I actually read about this. I, did you get a chance to kind of look into this a little bit? Um, a little bit. Like it, that was kind of the more the more research that you did than yeah. I did. So, I mean, I don't have the website up and I didn't exactly jot this down. But basically, this whole entire like industry lives in a gray area. The, the porn industry or... Yeah, I guess it would be porn. Technically, what, uh, OnlyFans, right? Yeah, OnlyFans, I think, skips through at the same level as porn. So the reason that porn is legal and the way that they kind of made that work is um, because a third party is paying for this to happen for the purposes of entertainment, mm-hmm. then that kind of falls into a gray area that it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a second caveat if the person paying for it is also in it, then it kind of gets a little sketchy but the way strip clubs function it actually works off of localities and how like local municipalities and local Mm -hmm. governments and state governments um say they should be run so some places require all the dancers to have like a certification some places um require them to be at least somewhat close some except full nudity blah, blah 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 but as long as they're not actually getting paid for sexual favors so that's kind of like where they draw the line okay so and i guess that's kind of the same area an escort might fall into i don't i didn't actually read on escort legalities but i'm sure if they're not doing any sexual acts for money it'd probably fall into that same category yeah i don't know like this is kind of off topic i was on this kick a while ago about like out of new york city there was this like lady she did an interview and her profession was she was a professional cuddler and this is somebody who you would pay and she would show up at your house and she would spend the night with you she would cuddle you yeah and she said this um she's like i'm not a prostitute i just spend the night because people want to just you know cuddle and it's nice and it's warm and you know she was a female but she was like oh yeah i know males who do this and you know other people who just like for a certain amount of money i will come to your house and cuddle you and then the mornings you know next morning we shake hands and all right wave goodbye and that's it yeah so when it when you break it down like strip clubs and like dancers and you know what kind of if there's clothes off and on and dancing it yeah. does seem to me like you have this huge gray area yeah and like the laws behind that i i don't think after looking at the laws and doing the research to me like the laws aren't really about keeping those people safe anymore i don't know if the laws are quote unquote like lost in the sauce about like you know trying to like raise moral standards but to me it's not i don't know like i feel like in the land of the free as in we the people for the people (laughs) from the people like you should be able to do what you want if you're not hurting anyone i like i don't know how america advertises themselves as this free land where you can't actually do some of the things that you might want to do that doesn't harm anyone like in some places, you can't even grow vegetables in your backyard unless your municipality clears it. Yeah, I know. It's, like, it's it's so wild This to me. is... I know we do have some international listeners, so thank you guys. Yeah. Um, this is a, a weird country that we live in, you know? It's... Yeah. it's uh, 
we, we got some things to work out. And I don't know if we're going to do it all here, all tonight, but we can try, you know. We- yeah. And I, I just want to say I don't hate America. I, that was a little harsh of a criticism, but I, I do love America for all of the opportunities that it gives women and a lot of things yeah. that it does do good and well. I just did the thing. But, like, it's great some of the things that america does do but there's still so much room for improvement yeah i don't know this i know this isn't the direction that we wanted to take this podcast on like criticism of laws i think we wanted to focus on like sex and like sex work and um you know i'm still kind of open to uh this conversation and there's so much more one quick note i do want to say and i remember this from kind of my days in psychology is like when it comes to the lgbtq community and sex work they are more likely i wish i had the percentage in front of me to get hurt um to experience violence Mm -hmm. uh, especially when it comes to sex works and and this topic so any laws or you know dropping how illegal it is to yeah. help these people who really I feel like need it I'm I'm all for it even if it is like you know more money when it comes to as a, a taxpayer I'm you know, me personally I would fully support that yeah and I think you and I actually talked about and I think maybe we might want to leave this for another podcast, but just so like much here, yeah. the idea of I don't mind giving a little bit more to the government to make sure that everybody has shelter and has food on their table and has like universal health care. Like, but I think that might be something we can dive into at another time just to talk about the realities of that and see if there's any research out there supporting or disclaiming that kind of thought. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So much today. Yeah. What a great podcast. We're creeping up on uh, a little creep, creeping up on an hour. This yeah. was a good one. We, there's so much here. Um, I, I know. I feel like I could talk about this for literally hours. Yeah. And maybe if anyone out there has been a sex worker in any capacity that would love to hop on our podcast, we would love to talk to you, love to Please. hear about your story, love to hear the other perspective because obviously we don't know what it's like please we can only speculate yeah Yeah. please reach out if you're involved in any way if you completely disagree with us please reach out if you agree if you have more um, experience than we do please reach out uh next possibly month we're doing a special guest series where we bring people on um that is in the works yeah. Uh, for next month so please please reach out yeah and that is pending um i figure out the technical aspects of having the third uh my cook up so fingers crossed and hopefully next month um anything else before we officially wrap this one up dan uh, i say we wrap it it's been terrific thank you yeah Lisa, for our active listeners who want to get more involved maybe ask us some questions or have uh comments or concerns how could they uh, reach out to us Oh, Daniel, I'm so glad you asked that question. Well, it's rather simple. Check us out at facebook.com, Psyche Experience, obviously. Send us an email directly, psycheexperiencepodcast at gmail.com, or check us out on the Instagrams or Twitters. Yeah. Thank check you. Check us out. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, thank you, Dan. You've been wonderful. <laughs> this has been the Psyche Experience. Dun dun dun!